The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. I'm joined by Sheena Mitchell, who is pharmacist at Milltown Total Health Pharmacy and, of course, a host of the Wonder Care podcast. And the reason she is with us is to talk measles. Measles, one of those things that was more or less eradicated out of the country and hasn't been an issue for decades. It is becoming an issue again, in part because of our relatively low level of vaccination compared to what it should be. Exactly. So up to, you know, pre-pandemic, really, we had gotten to about 93% vaccination uptake rate, which is fantastic. But it still wasn't good enough for elimination. So really, we need to be over 95% uptake for all kids who are on the vaccination schedule to kind of be sure that we're not going to have outbreaks within our communities. Now, just explain why that is, because at first glance, you would think, well, if, if 80 plus percent of people are vaccinated Surely that solves the problem. Why not? Unfortunately, no. And with measles, it's so extremely infectious. And that is the main cause that we need such a high level. Really, we the only people that shouldn't be vaccinated are the people who can't be vaccinated. And the only people who can't be vaccinated really are the people who are immunocompromised or have some underlying other health condition that cannot receive a live vaccine. But really, we need to aim for such a high level of vaccination because, for example, when you look at the flu, we know that the flu, if one person has it, on average, they'll spread it to around one to four other people. With measles, if one person has it, they're going to spread it to 12 to 18 non-vaccinated people. So you can imagine a child in a classroom. If one child has it, you can be pretty much guaranteed that any other child who is in that classroom will have it. And with measles, and this is really sad because we saw with that case where the poor man died and I know his family. This is a man in his 40s, wasn't it? Yes, and his family have spoken out recently and I think they're very, very courageous and I'm really grateful that they are urging people to get vaccinated because, you know, say for in that example, in that situation, he was on a bus and we know that measles is airborne and it will linger in the air for two hours. So, you know, even if you're in a room with someone who has measles and then you, you know, you, that person leaves, anyone else who comes into that room for two hours after will actually still be able to catch it. Now, a number of weeks ago, I, I talked about uh, measles with the resident GP on uh, my show, Eleanor Galvin. And because of that, a number of people have spoken to me about measles since. And they talked about their experience of trying to find out if they were vaccinated and whether or not they need to be vaccinated. One of them told me that they got in touch with the HSE and the HSE said, are you born before 1978? They said yes. To which the answer is, well, then you weren't vaccinated, so you don't need it. (laughs) Yeah, so I've actually had to produce as a result of all of these questions infographics to try and explain to people. Can you explain that one first of all? How is it that if you're not, if you're born, surely if you're not vaccinated, you do need it? Well, here is what the HSE line is. And I do understand it to a certain extent extent. Pre-1978, measles was actually a rampant disease. Okay, so it was wildly spreading in our communities. And people might say, well, sure, wasn't that grand? You know, maybe that's the way to go. No, people had complications. Complications of measles are really serious. We know one in a thousand people die. Unfortunately, that happened back in the 60s and 70s. And that's why we have a vaccine now. But people who were born pre-1978 are considered exposed to the wild virus and so are considered to have immunity. Now, I know through my own Instagram, wondercare underscore IRL, I've gotten dozens of these questions and that's because people are going, no, but I know for a fact because my mother is still alive and she's telling me I did not get measles. And 
I, I don't have an answer to that. That's the HSE line. And even after that, it gets really confusing. Well, let me hit you with another yeah. one because another person said to me that they had got in touch with the HSE to find out whether or not they were vaccinated. And the HSE said that in the year of their birth that they had, I think it was seven records. And they said, you mean 7,000? They said, no, seven. And the mortar said, if you're not in the seven records that we have for that year in terms of vaccination, we can't tell you. So does the HSE have a record where you can go back and say 78, 79, 80, we know everybody was vaccinated and we can confirm you were or you weren't? In theory. So first of all, just to say to people, there was no measles vaccine prior to 1985. OK, um, the measles vaccine was given as a single disease vaccine from 85 to 88. OK, so it was just measles. In 88, it became the MMR. So they included mumps and rubella. And confusingly sometimes mistake rubella with measles because it's commonly known as German measles just to make everything easier. But the BCG, if you had a BCG, you did not get a measles protection. No, that's tuberculosis. Yes. But with the records, and I had this experience myself, I had an egg allergy as a child and at the time I was told that I shouldn't be vaccinated because that. That advice still still has changed so I really want people with egg allergy to understand they can get vaccinated with the MMR safely. But I had to ring my childhood GP who had to look through the notes and said, no, there's actually a note here to say that you weren't vaccinated because, but maybe through the schools you were. So contact the local immunisation office. So that is what my advice to people is. Now, I spoke to my childhood local immunisation office and this is something that really upset me because obviously, look, I found out I wasn't immunised. So I am actually not vaccinated for measles and because I'm immunocompromised, I now cannot receive the vaccine. Which is very ironic considering I'm <laughs> been campaigning. So throughout my campaign I found out I have no immunity. Well there's loads of text coming in along the kind of lines that we're talking about. I was born in 1980 and as the vaccine wasn't readily available until 85 I'm wondering where I stand. Was it routinely included in a catch-up at some later stage through school? My wife was born in 1983 and has the same query. She's a teacher so would possibly be exposed in the event of an outbreak. Okay so for those people they would have been offered when it when they brought it in in 1985, it was a single dose to kind of one year olds at that time. OK, so from anyone born kind of 84, 85, they would have gotten a single dose at about one year of age. They hate Assuming their parents took them to get it. Exactly. And if you have multiple kids, you ask the parents, I don't know, I've, no I've got idea. some of you. Exactly. And there is action to take on that point. I'll just come back to that. In 1992, they brought out a second dose in schools for 10 to 14 year olds. Now, this dose basically caught anyone who was born between 1978 and 1985. So any of those people... So that's the 78 thing. That's the kind of catch up. So that's the cut off. So they caught them between the age of 10 and 14 in school, in theory, if the child was in school that day. And, you know, honestly, there was an awful lot of misinformation about this vaccine. So a lot of people didn't uptake it. And as you said, a lot of people maybe don't have parents now to ask. Did they get vaccinated? And is there any way to, is there any kind of swab test you can get where somebody can say, yep, you're good, you're immune, or do you just, if you're in doubt, go and try and get it again or what? So the advice is that basically serology is what we call that. It's a blood test to define, you know, to determine your immunity. It's not advised because it's too expensive, timely, and it's a burden that we don't need. It's actually much safer if in doubt, go and get vaccinated. Uh, If you're of any age or just a a post-78? So now... (laughs) <laughs> the catch-up programme will only allow people from 1978. There is no private stock available. The HSE can So just to be there, I, I, no, I, I'm not questioning their logic. It just seems so uh, intrinsically counterintuitive. Oh, you should question their logic. 
the catch-up programme is available for people who are born in the time where they might have gotten a vaccine, but the people who are excluded from the catch-up programme are the people who definitely didn't get a vaccine. But also probably were exposed to the wild virus. So it, look, it's not a perfect solution. And I'm the first person <laughs> who, who kind of, do you know what, actually, like the vaccination catch-up programme, I had to talk about this on Instagram for a month while they were only offering it to children up to 10, month, 10 years of age. It's now been expanded to people older Well, well let that. me make it all the more confusing. A text saying, I was vaccinated in the late 60s in Northern Ireland. I never caught measles. Do I need a booster? Was there a vaccine available in the 60s anywhere? I don't believe so, but I'm not sure. But that person would really want to go back and access their records. My son is four and had his first MMR as a baby. I assume he'd be due to get his booster in junior infants, but should I go ahead now and just get it from the GP rather than wait? This is a really common question. I understand people's anxiety. However, no is the answer. Wait for the childhood schedule. There is an exception to this, and that is if you are travelling to an area where there is a current outbreak. So, for example, at the moment, one of the most likely places that would be would be in London or the West Midlands in the UK. There are other countries who have had cases. And for people who are doing Easter and summer travel, I will be updating my Instagram with the numbers and countries affected. Another one, I'm currently pregnant with my third child. My two other children have had their vaccines. Is there any way to protect my newborn baby? Concerned as my two children are in creche and afraid of them potentially passing it to my new baby. Yep, so there is um, good reassuring information about this. First of all, if the mum... Um, is, has been vaccinated herself or had measles. You know, it was pre-1978 and had That puts us in the same category of it depends. Is she 1976 Well, you know what? A pregnant woman will actually have a good indication because during pregnancy you get routinely checked for rubella vaccination. Okay? And if you will have been told if you're not immune to rubella and if you're not immune to rubella you're really likely not immune to measles. But if you are immune to rubella, rubella. it's probably because it was part of the MMR is that Yes. It? Now in my case I happened to catch rubella as a child and anyway I won't go into that but the other thing to say Anton on that is so if the mother is vaccinated she will have given passive immunity to her unborn children in utero also to say and it doesn't matter how you feed your baby but it is reassuring to know that if you are breastfeeding that some immunity will pass as long as you keep that up now it wouldn't be you know fully reliant on that but it is helpful information so what I would say is that unless there is an outbreak in your area don't get your child vaccinated before they are one because the vaccine is over 90% effective when given to a one year old if it's given to a nine month old it's only 70.3% effective But that passive in utero immunity will only last probably what six to seven months That's generous from what the studies really would say So but we have to remember, while we have had several probable and possible cases in Ireland over the last number of weeks, we have only had one confirmed case. So at the moment, there are 11 possible cases under examination, but they are not confirmed. So you will be notified if there's an outbreak in your area, in your children's school. You will have the option then, if they're not vaccinated, to keep them off school. Or if they're vaccinated, you know, anyone who isn't vaccinated, maybe would be off school. So there will be public health responses, I assume, <laughs> that sure. will protect your And child. it is particularly important and worth restating that because there is always a difficult balance with these matters between bringing enough attention to it that people get themselves looked after and not creating a scare. And I think the ICGP and the HSE will be very eager to point that out, that as we now stand, 
we don't have measles outbreaks so it is precautionary rather than critical. Yeah, one thing I'd say on that is I like to get ducks in a row and I think the HSE are notoriously bad at that. We put out fires like, you know, we shouldn't be lighting them, right? We have a window of opportunity to take action now. Our UK have over 300, or three, over 327 cases confirmed. It's coming. Sheena, thank you. Sheena Mitchell, pharmacist at Milltown Total Health Pharmacy and health advocate as well as, of course, the host of the Wonder Care podcast. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.